relationship I think is it's an art it's an art of communicating it's an art of acknowledgement it's an it's an art of listening um, to be present is probably one of the most difficult skills in the world that was Jebakel Chaiti I'm Sergio Acosta and this is Dance in Conversation. Welcome. Over the last year, Eva and myself have put our hearts and minds into creating a space for conversations about tango and life, tango and love, tango and presence, tango and relationships. And mostly because of the pandemic, our events and exchanges were all happening online through Zoom. But this time was different. We met for real, face to face. And let me tell you, what a difference that makes. Obviously, we met to record this episode. And our conversation was focused on Yeva's professional practice as a relationship coach. But during the day, we were working, discussing ideas, plans, upcoming events. Then we were dancing. We learned a bit of tango, we go back to work, we prepare a meal and eat, and then we dance again. We move from thinking to dancing, from tango to planning. The whole day was an experience of what we always say, everything is a dance. I hope you will find inspiration on this episode and have an idea of what we intend to achieve when we dance in conversation. So, who is Yeva Kelchaiti? Let's start right there. I am a co-founder of Dance in Conversation <laughs> with Sergio. I think that's our biggest project right now, that we are very busy with that. Um, I am um, in life, I am a relationship coach as well. I, I am a tango dancer and I recently started to teach tango as well, um, which gives me a lot of joy in my life. Thanks to Yeva, I know about tango. Um, I'm a tango dancer, can I say that? I mean, beginner, but uh, nonetheless a tango dancer. And definitely, um, I love tango for all what tango offers in terms of, yeah, I think I'm in love with the concepts that tango brings to my life. Yes, one of the first uh, beautiful statements uh, that I heard for the first time about tango and life was when so you dance, the truth is in your core. And for me, it was so resonant, that concept, because I was, I mean, for a long time I've been working. I, I've been working with my body, movement. Uh, at some point I joined the five rhythms practice, going to a place in London every week, every Wednesday. I was learning to move my body freely. And then also, meditate about it and reflect about it, about what movement gives me. And then when I when I met Jeva and, and I heard these concepts of how 
the embrace means more than just uh, having a good framework or a good frame in your shoulders, whatever, is way more than that. It's about connection, it's about, yeah, being yourself and being honest and being present, and so many things, you know. And that's, that's the topic of our conversation today. Mm-hmm. Um, because you mentioned you are a relationship coach, and my question for you, Yeva, today is, what is that? What is a relationship coach? What do you do? I would say that relationship coaching is is helping couples to deepen their connection with each other and also enhancing their communication, communication skills with each other. And I think that that comes from helping them to understand what depth that their relationship has. Um, because sometimes in life we we kind of living the life, but we find ourselves that we're living through the surface, and there is no real depth in the relationship. And because there is no depth. People feel that there's something is missing and so I think that relationship coaching really helps to bring that depth to bring more awareness to bring more understanding in couples life and um, and that as a result helps them to communicate with each other better helps them to listen to each other better, helps to acknowledge each other better, helps to understand each other better. Not just, you know, that I know your history, you know my history, but from the place that I really understand what you are about. I understand what matters to you. And I know that, or I feel that you also understand what matters to me. Oh my God, that's like... big goal to get you know I mean to have that quality of understanding in a relationship I guess takes a long time I mean if you think about couples um, probably when you first met someone and you kind of fall in love um, I, I think that creates kind of understanding each other because it flows the love is there and you feel the connection is strong the attraction the sexuality everything is in place when you are in love but then what happens after a while when you actually get to know each other well and spend time together that's when the first phase of falling in love is falling in what (laughs) falling in what I think is the actual relationship that's when you have to work on it. Mm-hmm. Is that the right way to put it? Or I'm just yeah, no, uh, I, I think, I don't know, you're probably talking from, you know. My experience. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can talk from my experience as well. Yeah. But I think, I think that in the beginning we tend to, you know, b- beginning is always beautiful, but as we get used to one another, we forget that relationship takes um, effort. Mm. It takes effort. Um, 
and it always like you know if you're working on let's talk about the business right you're in the business you have a certain type of goal you want to achieve but you know that you have to work on it like all the time you have to improve things you have to learn new skills you have to develop you have to deepen your knowledge right so the same in the relationship as well that you know it it's not just gonna get better because <laughs> um you know you know each other for such a long time um there is always spaces or places where you can deepen that connection where you can you know deepen your understanding of one another and it takes and it takes work it takes a skill for me relationship to be in a relationship i think it's it's an art it's an art of communicating it's an art of acknowledgement it's an it's an art of listening um to be present is probably one of the most difficult skills in the world uh um but i think both for, for oneself and you know in relation to another um and yeah you're right it takes it takes time to um to get to that place now when i think about going to see a coach as a decision i don't take lightly i guess i when when i get to that point that i decide to see a coach it's because there are problems. It's because there are problems with myself, or there are problems in my relationships. There are issues that I want to address. And the decision that a couple take or an individual take to go and see a coach is, is because it's something that you, you want to deal with. And you realize you need help. how do you help people how because it's kind of scary going into i mean as an individual of course but with your partner going to see a stranger a coach probably is going to open a safe space and will make you feel at ease but in any way in any case that's not an easy that's not an easy things to do how you work with people, how you work with couples to make this experience better? What's, what's your approach? Mm-hmm. Well, I think as much as, um, as much as it is about them, it is also about me. So it's never just about them. It's, it's also about me and how much we talked about presence and how presence is the most difficult skill to to master but I think um, you create safe space with presence mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. and so if I'm not able to create a safe space that means I'm not present mm-hmm. and you know tango teaches to be present I mean every time I dance tango I I get to confront my own presence right yeah. if, if I'm 
I feel that, like, I can feel that someone else is not present when we dancing. Um, but I also know when I'm not present, when I'm dancing. And there is no difference in actually coaching somebody because you also need to, to be present. And as you become present, you can then create that space for others to feel safe. Because once they feel like, I think a lot, a lot of the time, um, actually coaching is not easy. Mm. And I know that, and also from my own experience, I know that it's also scary to, to trust that this person is going to help me or maybe I don't have trust that this person is going to help me yeah because we see that that this person is just like you know I'm dancing and I'm thinking about my <laughs> my steps my legs it's the same in a coaching environment if I'm thinking about the tools, what kind of tool I'm gonna bring, what kind of technique I'm gonna use, what kind of question I'm gonna ask them, you're not really being present with mm. the people. And I think that that also prevents of them feeling that I I truly understand them. Mm, yeah, I see. And it doesn't it prevents me not being able to reach them to about that depth that we talked about like i cannot reach the depth if i'm not fully present presence presence is a challenge uh, yeah i get that even in this very interview that we are having you know um, i'm listening but uh, at the same time <laughs> and the same time i'm thinking what's the next question you know uh, or what's the index of topics we need to address you know? <laughs> but then and then when I think about the list of topics I stop listening I, I mean it's kind of a challenge of course you know yeah. but what I learn uh, with little practice is that when you manage to get present it doesn't really matter where you go it doesn't really matter if you cover the whole list of topics because you are actually in the flow of something but to get there is a challenge and then it, I think it requires it requires a lot of work on yourself it requires yes a practice of yeah being honest in contact with your body with your feelings with your emotions and the knowledge uh, that you have and and then and when it comes to interact with another human being you have this you know like uh, resources inside to ena that enables you to be there mm. but it's not easy at all mm. even with people with years of practice mm. of meditation or doing yoga or doing self-improvement etc no, but I, I think you know very often in the coaching world we we get uh, dragged with different skills that we mm. need to learn techniques you know 
one training, another training, another training makes me a better coach. But really what it comes down to is, is, is really like anything in anything, in your relationship, in, in me as a coach, in, in me as a follower, as a leader, as I'm dancing. That makes me better in all of those areas as soon as I become present. And that's the secret. That for me that is the mm. that is the key, that is the core of of everything. And and with that presence it can be so powerful. It can be such an amazing, empowering um ability that touches other people. You don't even know the ways they it touches someone else. Um, I don't know, I, I can give you an example of, um, it wasn't a tango class, but it was a, an, a different dance class. It was one of those um, traditional Argentinian folk dances. And, and the dance really involved going around each other and looking at each other's eyes so there is no physical contact as such mm. but you're going around and you're constantly looking at each other's eyes and um, I got to dance with the teacher um, and but this teacher is you know he was so I just felt the energy was overwhelming. It's flowing from from him because he was so he was almost like seeing me, actually seeing me, uh, um, you know, as if he knows me so well, and and I can feel that he's just seeing me in that way. But the energy was just incredible there was no touch whatsoever i think in tango we have a close embrace and we yeah. can feel each other's bodies right but in this dance there was no touch however i felt such an incredible strong energy that was coming into me and after that i just realized well this is possible like it's possible that type of connection is possible in my life I can have that you know and he restored yeah. that I don't know uh, things like that just restores your your beliefs your system your heals you in some way mm. so it's just an example of what presence can do for it makes you believe that it's possible yeah. yes I mean I'm um, it's interesting to hear how you come go from talking about coaching as a practice um, to help couples um, to tango. Um, obviously, you are both. You are a tango dancer. You are a tango teacher, and also a relationship coach. And I guess one practice feeds the other. Um, and I wonder if in your actual practice you take elements of tango to help people or they are just separate. Tango is in for the dance floor and the coaching space is the coaching space or you kind of 
make a bridge between both worlds. Mm-hmm. You know, when I think, when I, when I enter into Malonga, I always consider it as a sacred space. You know, it's a sacred space where energy is flowing between people and everybody has got energy and I think to feel that energy you first need to be that energy yourself and you have to know your energy and what you bring into the room and it doesn't matter what you bring to the room it could be sadness it Mm. could be and it could be stuckness it could be I don't know what to do Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if anybody will dance with me tonight right it could be joy it could be anything um but i think this is what tango for me is is that interaction of energy and so in coaching whether i use any tango or not use any tango i use tango in that sense because i want to bring i want to bring my own energy and i want to that people also feel that energy. Um, mm. So yeah, I, I think it's possible to use some meditation techniques and I, I, do, I do use that um, to help people to relax uh, as okay. well. Um, but I think more than anything, I enter into a coaching session as I consider that as a, okay, it's a sacred space now we are going to do something something special here Mm. and everybody in the space is special including me including the people that i will be working with um i think that's really important to when you have that intention we we didn't run in these events in dancing conversation and what is great about this is that you have the opportunity to meet people who shared all these experiences and and recently we have been talking a lot about the safer environment that you create in a milonga you know and when we talk about miradas and cabeceros we talk about the energies that we bring into the space when you come with a specific intention or when you come with a specific mindset or energy as you said so all this conversation in a way have been so rich and in the sense that we are touching upon these topics and uh, i mean i personally been learning a lot you know not necessarily tango i'm no i'm no a better dancer because of conversations but certainly um, I think I'm a better human being, you know? Or a guy who understands a bit better what it involves to be in a community, to be in relationship, to be with someone, you know? To project your energy or to express yourself. And that's probably in my case uh, a strong topic. What has been your experience? yourself um 
Bill Watson. Elijah, you mentioned that you have been working, you know, you have been working on becoming more present yourself. Yeah. How does that, you know, how did you look, did you manage to see how that affects other people around you? What what I notice is that um, there are moments in our conversations, either an event or a workshop, where I have made a choice, consciously made a choice of putting myself in the uncomfortable position of being myself. <laughs> it's kind of paradoxical, you know. Mm. It's so uncomfortable sometimes being who you are. And what I notice when I when I manage to be really there, present with my open heart and even be vulnerable, you know accepting in the moment things that are triggers for me or things that are stressing or when I'm not in the right mindset and I can share that and open it and open myself up to in the community I can always, always perceive a change in the atmosphere mm -hmm. you know yeah. it's like you invoke something with your energy. I certainly feel it and, and, and I believe people also uh, acknowledge that sharing that way, sharing that way and, and, and expose yourself as you are, creates a different um, kind of communication that is more, uh, in a way, um, you could say, well, you're going to be so vulnerable and you're going to this uncomfortable, you know, decision of opening up. Uh, it's going to be awkward for everybody, but it's not. It's quite the opposite. You create another level of communication. In a way, that helps people to also open up, to also share at that level. That's, that's my experience, you know, in the sense of being present and yeah, I still have a lot more to do in that field. I think we all have, you know. I think it's just, it's a lifetime project. It's like entangled. But I think the fact that you're starting to see, you know, how your expression affects everybody around, around you and you're becoming more confident in expressing yourself and trusting that it will be received well um, yeah. that just and also that you're also um, affecting others so that others also start sharing about their own feelings and emotions and depth yeah is this is yeah. what, what I mean enhancing communication you cannot 
bring some trick <laughs> you know or technique yeah. in enhancing communication yeah. communication cool. is about you can only enhance communication if you're aware of yourself if you're aware of what's happening with you if you acknowledge your feelings your emotions your depth and you're able to express that to another person yes with trust and vulnerability and I think that shifts everything shifts everything the energy the also lifts so much weight mm. if there is something bothering you um, I would like to mention something that uh, I think this has been uh, remarkable in no relationship as dancing conversation, team building this project, dealing with events, organizing, brainstorm session, inviting people. It's not always heaven, you know? I mean, we are, we are I, I believe we are a wonderful team. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we get done very well. We understand mm. each other now. There is basic trust. Mm. But you know, there's been moments where uh, things are not going really well only because we are human beings you know, and we are alive so we, we have emotions and feelings and issues but what is remarkable I think is we being capable of communicating mm. you know you know how many times I think more often on my side than yours you know where something triggers me, you know? Maybe it's a silly thing, maybe it's something that I need to work on, or whatever, but it triggers something in me and creates tension in the dynamic we have as a team. And, and what I find rich and remarkable is that we have this capacity of, yeah, having straight conversations. Yeah, <laughs> things over. <laughs> exactly, you know. Um, instead of avoiding the top, the issues, or avoid. I mean, I mean, nobody wants to be wrong. Nobody wants to feel that. I mean, I don't want to feel I'm wrong. But sometimes I, I'm wrong, you know. And I have to say. Or you have just have your own perspective. I'm like, you know, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, thank <laughs> you. My own perspective. <laughs> I think I like it that way. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I support you 100% on that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, totally. You know? I think um, the experience on this team in Dancing Conversation team is that there's no perfect team anywhere. You know? It's only a team that is functional. It's only a team, I mean, we call because we share values and we share a strong vision, you know. In a way, we want the same. So there is, and in that sense, there is basic trust in what we are doing. You know? And because of that as well, and also because you um, have this, yeah, presence, I would say. Yeah, again, that word. You have this presence where I know, I was telling you the other day, 
Um, there's truth in you. Essential truth in you. And when I relate to you, especially when there's problems, I can see myself because there is this, there is this space of truthfulness um, that I feel myself with the freedom to express whatever it is happening, you know? And saying, yeah, but I disagree with this, or I feel like that, or I felt excluded, or I felt whatever, you know? And because there is this basic trust and the truth, um, it's so rich, and, and we have managed to go deep in our interactions, and, and we deal with issues that way. And the result is that we have simply deepened our relationship, and that's wonderful. Yeah, that's one. That's a wonderful experience to have, and that for me, it's a gift you know, to have this partnership with you. One thing that I would I would like to add is that about our, again about our communication, <coughs> because many people would say you know um, in work you shouldn't uh, you should be professional right oh, you yes. should not you should not talk about the personal things you should you know you should leave this as a separate thing I think if we have left that as a separate thing yeah. we could have not been anywhere closer <laughs> where we are and I think our communication has never been shallow yep. it has always been deep and I guess we don't dwell on the artificial problems we talk we express we share mm. the feelings the emotions the thoughts yeah. for me that is the only way to work through things very quickly yeah and not not dwell not dwell on problems not dwell on mm. holding a grudge you know yeah. or being pissed or whatever you <laughs> yes. know whatever it's just like one conversation yeah. and we dealt with that problem and we we just moved on yeah. and we, we move on to the next level yeah. I, I, you know I think I, I definitely felt that yeah. yeah 100% another question I have for you is because bottom line if you work on relationships if you work with couples what you're dealing with is love and it's a big word, love. Um, what love is, Jeva? Love is a skill. Mm. Yeah. To me, love is a skill. It's a skill to be compassionate. It's a skill to be aware. It's a skill to listen to oneself and to another. Uh, it's a skill of kind communication. It's a skill of stepping up 
when things are not wrong it's it's a skill of finding strength in yourself to to also step up uh, it's so many things I, I I just feel like without those skills we cannot we cannot experience love I think love you know people maybe think that oh I just fall in love it's destined and I, you know it's feeling but maybe it's it's at some way and I don't want to reject that completely because I think there is also energy that we feel to, towards each other right but if we only have the energy and strong connection we cannot experience the fullness of love if We're not skillful at love. Yeah. I think love is skillful. I guess love starts with loving yourself first. Yeah. What it may what it basically means, I mean at least for me, is uh, you can only relate to another person uh, with genuine love. Only if you love yourself genuinely. It's a fascinating field, this, of coaching couples, coaching people to uh, be better human beings and communicate better and enhance uh, their communication and strengthening their connection. You know. It's fascinating. And we are launching a website, right? Yes. <laughs> Thanks to you. I mean, it's no launching; it's relaunching because it's there. Uh, well, for those who don't know, it's yevakelchaiti.com, right? It's yevakelchaiti.com, and the way I see this website uh, is obviously sponsored, promoted by dancing conversation. Or so ideal. Oh, who else, <laughs> right? skills. Is there anybody else <laughs> doing that work? What <laughs> um, I see is another window to learn. You know? It's just not an invitation uh, that Eva is making to go to her place and be helped and be supported you know it's also a window and I I believe that's the concept that we have in redesigning this site obviously the website is focused on helping couples but I guess you are not excluding people who are not yeah I uh, think I would say that it's a place where you can choose to discover and explore uh, the depth of relationships and like like you said you know any relationship first starts with yourself A any communication start with your self-awareness how deep how deep actually you know yourself and sometimes you know we might think oh I know myself very well um, but actually 
No. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes somebody else can help you to see things uh, by s supporting or facilitating a conversation to self-discovery. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a website. That's another window, you know. Obviously, we have this conversation that we are going to put in a podcast, which is a new project uh, we are launching. I mean, we we uh, launch our first, very first episode proudly last week, you know, with a wonderful conversation. Uh, so we are recording this conversation, which is um, it's going to be there also in the podcast at some point. Um, we are not we we are not experienced podcasters yeah, far from it but we are we do what we always do we start somewhere like in a tango tanda you know you start with the first step and then comes the whole journey and you don't know what's gonna happen <laughs> so we we play with that and, and uh, yeah, I mean I'm hugely hugely enthusiastic about the podcast as you know and and I hope this conversation will inspire people thank you very much Java it's great to see you face to face you know it's super it's a pleasure to see you face to face and that was the conversation if you have anything that you would like to add discuss or have a question for Yeva or myself, you can go to forum.dancingconversation.co.uk. Our events are free and they will always be, but please consider to support us. Any contribution would make a difference and help us to continue setting and promoting this space that, well, if we are not yet dancing, at least gives us the chance to connect and grow a little bit as a community. To donate, go to www.dancingconversation.co.uk slash donate. I'm Sergio Acosta. Thank you for listening.